0: Our scripture lesson comes from the book of Isaiah, chapter 60, verses 1 through 5. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth, and the thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will appear over you. Nations shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look around. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from far away. And your daughters shall be carried in their nurses' arms. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and rejoice. Because the abundance of the sea shall be brought to you. The wealth of the nations shall come to you. This is the word of God for the people of God. God.
1: Arise and shine for your light has come. This passage of scripture has been one of my favorite over the years because it gets me to a place where I am reminded what it is that we are called to do and who we are called to be as a people. Arise and shine, for your light has come. The children of Israel had walked in darkness, scripture tells us. can see that the technicians are working to get this right. (laughs) You can't see them, but I can. (laughs) The children of Israel had walked in darkness. They had been looking and longing for one who will come and show them the way. They had been longing for one who will show them the purpose of their lives. And they walked on century after century. They had been held in captivity on more than one occasion, living in exile. Each time they turned away from God, seeking to do their own thing, they end up in a mess. The prophet Isaiah had a word for them, however. In the midst of their struggles, in the midst of their hardships, in the midst of their brokenness, a word came from God for them. And the word was, arise and shine, for your light has come. Last week, we celebrated Christmas Day. And and if, if I may just pause and say right here that Christmas is a season, you may come in this morning and see that the sanctuary is still decorated. And one of the ways I try to help people to remember that Christmas is a season and not just one day, you know the song that says, on the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. There are 12 days for Christmas. We go until Epiphany but the first day of Christmas we celebrated last week Sunday. And we talked about the reason for celebrating Christmas. It's not how they have commercialized it where we go buy gifts. And as good as wonderful as all of that is, it's really because Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the love of God became flesh and dwell among humans. And so we celebrated Christmas because Christ has come into the world. I shared with you last week one of my favorite lines. It says, Long lay the world in sin and error pining until he appeared and the soul felt its worth. Until Christ came, humanity had been stumbling and fumbling in darkness, and Christ came. Now, who is Christ, you may say? Not just the Son of God, but John 1 verse 4 tells us that in him was life, and the life was the light of all humankind. The light of the world has come. And as such, the word to the children of Israel, but also to all humanity is to arise and shine for your light has come. You and I know the importance of light. You and I know the value of light. Last week in at the gym one of the older members there took out her phone to show me a picture of how she had done this makeshift room because when she woke up at 2 in the morning the light had gone out because of the storm, the coldness. And she showed me how she set things up to keep herself warm. We know the value of light. It provides the ability for us to see, but light is even more important because it makes clear what is true and what is real. It gives power. It's it's that electricity that gives power. Christ has come to make clear what is true, what is real for all who believes, for all who chooses to follow him. And so for us this morning, we hear the words the same, arise and shine for your light has come. St. Mark, I stand before you this morning and I ask you to remember this. You do not need permission from anyone to do the work of the kingdom. You do not need the permission from any, anyone, not the denomination, not the conference to let your light shine. And how you may ask me, can I make my light shine, Pastor Carolyn? I can tell you. Look around us each day. As you walk each day, as you, you hear the news, as, as you, you read the paper or you read on your smart device, what do you see, what do you hear? Souls that are hungering to know that they're loved People who are yearning for relationship and, and community. People who have lived on the margins because life has passed them by and, and others have ostracized them, and they're looking for a place where they know that they belong, where they have a home, where they're loved. It is in our DNA as a congregation. To be the ones to be radically hospitable to those who have been left on the sidelines by life. I'm working through my doctoral project and I'm typing and I'm reflecting on on some of the things that were shared with me when I came to St. Mark. And if you were here that Sunday morning when Mary Abbott stood before you and and, and talked about what it means to be a St. Marker, you'll remember some of the things that she had shared. How in the 1940s, after World War II, that St. Mark was one of the few churches across the nation that sponsored an immigrant family after Europe was devastated by the war to come to Atlanta. A family they had never met, a Jewish family they had never met, never seen before. They paid their way all the way from Poland to Five Points train station. And members from this church went and met them there and and took them in and gave them a home and supported them. And the family joined the church. And eventually their son was born and their son became a clergy in the United Methodist Church because of what St. Mark had done. You have heard the story, I can imagine, that we were one of the few pastors who signed on to what is called the Minister's Manifesto when there were other churches saying that there should not be, there should be segregation in schools. And Bevel Jones, who was the senior pastor here then, decided and joined with Reverend Lowry to write a letter and posted it in the Atlanta Journal Constitution that we believe that all people are made in the image of God and all people have the right to live as first-class citizen in the United States of America. And one of the things they shared was that as leaders in the church, they have a responsibility to ensure that the church acts justly and rightly and that they would speak up on behalf of those who are marginalized. We know what it is to shine our light, St. Mark. We don't need permission from anyone to shine our light. Because the light of Christ is within us. The light of Christ is is upon us and because of that we can shine we can shine look around you that's one of the reasons I'm intent I'm, in, I'm I'm bent on us going out into the neighborhood we see people walking on the street each day when I when I do my Wednesday afternoon stroll along peach tree I see people walking And you know how it is. You may see someone walking, but you don't know what they're going through. You don't know what they're experiencing. You don't know what struggles that they have been battling over the years. And my hope and my aim is that as a congregation, we can have our doors flung open wide so that they know that they have a place here, that they belong here that we will be the light on Peachtree Street. We will be the light at Peachtree and Fifth and people will know that they too are welcome here. They too have a home here. We don't need permission from anyone to let our lights shine. We have been doing it for for over almost a century. We have been allowing our light to shine. One of the things I love to do on a Wednesday night when we have our our midweek retreat is to sit at the tables and, and hear the stories where people talk again about the miracle on Peachtree. We have been shining our light for decades. But I want to encourage us this morning not to stop. Let us not stop shining our lights. Let us not pat ourselves on the shoulder and say, we have done well. We have shone in the darkness and we have done our part. Because there are still others who need to know that they too are loved. There are still others who need to know that the peace that Christ gives is the peace that will sustain and keep even in the midst of crisis. There are others who need to know that they're searching and and, and they're going after, nothing will fill except Jesus Christ himself. There are others who need to know who are hungering for love. They need to know that they are loved. They're loved by God, they're loved. And that we with open arms are willing to love them the same. You see, there, there are many people who are stricken by the weight of life. They go around and they, and they do, but they're burdened by life. And if only, if only someone, if, if only someone will tell them, that there is a man called Jesus who is more than able to save, a man called Jesus who is willing to love, a man called Jesus who is willing to give peace, a man called Jesus who says, come unto me all who are wearied and burdened and I will give you rest, a man called Jesus who says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, a man called Jesus who says, I am here for the humble, for the weak, for the broken, A man called Jesus who said, for God so loved the world that he gave me God's only son. There are many who are living in the darkness of not knowing. The darkness of not knowing what it is to be loved, to be accepted. And we have the responsibility and the privilege to let our lights shine. One of my favorite quotes I heard some time ago was by Paul Schreuer. He's one of the, 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 the teachers and professors at Princeton. He says, the secret of the Christian life isn't to try to be good. He said, we have tried that and we have, we have gotten it down pat. But the secret of the Christian life is to find some dark corner of the kingdom and have your fling at helping God bring the light in. Amid all the darkness of these days, the question I ask us, St. Mark, is what corner can we choose to help to bring in the light of God? Who can we tell? Who can we show the love of God to, so that the light of God can shine upon them? We have done well, but we should not stop. We cannot stop here. Christ, the light of the world, has come. In him is the light of all humans. And we who have experienced that light, we have a responsibility to go forward and be that light in the world so that others may see clearly that they too are loved, that they too belong, that they too are children of God. Amen.